This is Sports Stuff with Jim and Muff, plus Alex. That's me. And Nate. Minus Never Sam. Can. Minus Sam, you're right. Uh-oh. Remember when she used to like us? I remember. Sorry, this way. Jim, do you remember? I don't think she's ever liked Nate. Well, no, but I mean, like, you and I and Muff. Well, yeah, she used to like us a lot. I don't know. She started off on Jim's shit list, but then she's kind of, uh, or vice versa. Jim was on her shit list. Well. So is yeah. so the life of getting to know Jim. Yeah. <laughs> say say what you want. Uh, today is Monday, or today's Tuesday, January 24th. We're a day late in our recording. So we are. Sorry for everybody who was eagerly anticipating the Monday, uh, the Monday release. We apologize. Life happens, things happen, and we got to get Amen. stuff done. Amen. So we're not going to get too deep into an intro, aside from, as a reminder, get to the YouTube follower. You know what? I'm going to take this moment for a second. Nope. I'm going to take this moment for a second. Here we go. Sam's not on the show. Okay. So we're going to have a, we're going to have a moment. We're going to talk shit. Okay. Do you ever have something that's in your house? You've all lived with someone at some point, a roommate. A significant other, a spouse. You ever yeah. have something where you're like, hey guys, let's not turn off that switch because that switch runs a refrigerator. And if you turn that switch off, my shit will get warm. Yeah. I have a refrigerator that sits next to my podcast area that, that keeps my bubblies cold. And quite then incessantly. Quite, quite literally, bubblies, everyone. This is not like any type of code yeah, for. An alcoholic drink. It is the bubbly, the seltzer waters. Bubblies. And my kids keep turning off the damn switch. So this goes out to you. Your kids? All you are suffering with people who don't listen. (laughs) This bubbly's for you. This bubbly is for you. (laughs) Now let's get to the games. Well, first off, uh, as a reminder, pop on the YouTube. Subscribe, comment, rate, review, tickle, like, poke, squeeze, hug, embrace, share, do all the things. Remember to get in there, turn on the bell, as Jim says. Get the bell on. Go, get your bell on. Go, get your bell on. Get your bell on. Get your bell on. Alex, you have a Pittsburgh Penguins update. The Pittsburgh Penguins are, I did not look it up, I'm not going to lie, for a Penguins update thing, but the Penguins event from Theo Joseph and the older brother Matthew Joseph, a forward for the Senators, entered the box together when they drew coincidental high-stick penalties, while their parents, Francie and France... Francie and France. So Francie Joseph and France Tyon watched from the stands. Yeah. How cool, like, a penalty is that? I'm going out with my brother, and yep. I'm getting in trouble, and my parents have to watch. Yep. Did you even see the highlight of the penalty, Jim? No, I just read it. It was so. It was really the PO for the Penguins. He actually high-sticked himself and his brother, and they both drew. <laughs> <through> the- <laughs> I was listening so- to that to the broadcast, and they were saying they talked to the parents before the game, and they said, "Well, as long as they don't fight, we're fine." 
as long as they don't fight <laughs> see that would be me and my siblings like you put us out on the ice together and give us like the opportunity to fight each other we're gonna fight each other the yeah, so are... mom and dad for the first time playing each other in the big leagues i would have waited until there's like 30 seconds left in the game oh i would have had a fight yeah <laughs> oh yeah hands down penguins nope. are fifth in their division mm-hmm. blue jackets are last the Las Vegas Golden Knights are first in the Pacific, followed by the Kraken. So that's where our teams land in hockey. Uh, our teams. Your team, my team. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I was like, hold on. I only asked Alex how the Pittsburgh Penguins are doing. I didn't ask you how your teams are doing. Hey, I and he didn't have the standings, and I You're did. You're right. I did not have the standings. All right. Yes. I'll own it. Blown. Um Okay. So we're starting off strong this episode, guys. We don't have a Pirates update. They didn't sign anybody that makes us feel like things are going to go well. So There's no, like, any update at all? I saw a meme. I saw a meme online, and it talked about the Pirates, and it said it had Andrew McCutcheon there, and it was basically like, I can't wait to trade you for so many good draft prospects <laughs> next July. I'm like, oh, that hurt. <laughs> no, I'm sure they've signed somebody that has probably come across the screen, and people are like, oh, that's somebody that we never knew that we needed. And in a year from now, we'll know that we didn't need. There's so, or no or we'll think we needed, and it'll be great, and then we'll get rid of them. One of two things. We won't be keeping them regardless. Nope. I like when you search for Pittsburgh Pirates news, and it's all, this is our hope. Young prospect that could develop fast. Yep. And then, where will McCutcheon's presence be best benefit for the Pirates? And then it's a bunch of releases to the Yankees. And then yep. At the bottom. Basically, the anyone that did anything good in the last few years is a release to the Yankees. So I got that much for you. <laughs> From the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, I'm, I haven't even clicked on it. The headline, Boycott the Pirates. <laughs> We've been doing I try to do that every year, and I end up rooting for them because it is what it is. But every year. I'm, like, I'm pretty sure so are the so are the ownership. I could live forever without talking about the freaking Pirates. Oh. Well, but here we are. We're still talking about him. But hey, I just double checked. Pitchers and catchers report in three weeks. All right. And why am I still excited every time? It's a Because it's a sign of the weather to come and it's going to get be- better out. We're going to hopefully. All be I know is my heart's going to hurt. My heart's going to hurt. That's. <laughs> yeah, it's just how quickly. Is it going to be in exactly? Going to be yeah. in May or is it going to be in August? Let's just rip it out. Every year they give you that like little beginning of the season hope, and then they rip it out. I think I'd rather them just rip it out from the beginning. Uh, what are you going to do? Welcome to the pirate's life. Welcome to the not good life. Everybody remembers the Kanye song. I yes. do. We're, we're trying not to play Kanye. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to recognize a banger when a banger's there. Hey. Hey, Amen. And let's get into the show. Starting with the NFL Divisional Round Weekend Breakdown. Breakdown. Starting with the Saturday games. Jags at Chiefs. Trevor Lawrence and the Jags put on a good show and try to keep Patrick Mahomes down and out. In this game, but Travis Kelsey and old Patty Pat, Patty Pat, Patty Pat, Patty Mahomes connect for two touchdowns, even with Mahomes hobbled on their way to a 27 to 20 win. Trevor Lawrence never really got going in this one, and their rushing attack was pedestrian at best. 
while Isaiah Pacheco almost had 100 yards on limited carries to balance the touchdown passes thrown by both Mahomes and Chad Henney. I would you have played against the Jaguars? Now, granted, the Jaguars are better this year than they have been. Would you have put Patrick Mahomes back in that game? So, uh, the current narrative, and I don't, I've not uh, done any true fact checking on this, I just listened to very limited information on podcasts is that Patrick Mahomes, obviously, for those who were watching, went down. Looks like an ankle, knee. Nobody was really sure initially. Um, was very upset that he was not able to go back in the game. Apparently, what he happened... He threw a bitch fit. Can we just say that? He took I his mean... coat off. And then, like, he did, like, what my kids do. And, like, threw it over his shoulders. It looked silly. He was upset. <laughs> well, I guess said he was like, why can't we just wait till halftime to get evaluated? There's, like, what was there, like, seven six minutes left in the half yeah it's like so i understand his point it's like let's wait till the half and go in but at the same time it's like look let's get you that extra time to get it checked out get a tape job get a heating pad or whatever you got to do get a cortisone shot not from the chargers team doctor (laughs) (laughs) so yes and then it was he was not allowed to go back in this is what i what i've heard that andy Reid said you have to get an x-ray I will not let you go back on the field until you get an x-ray and it comes back negative. Yeah, but here's the thing. And I'm going to be real honest. Uh-oh. From a medical standpoint, that x-ray can show no break and he can have a major ass ankle sprain or a tear. The only thing the x-ray shows you is bones. Okay, so what are you, what is your point here? What are you contending? So I'm saying that why even like worry about an x-ray? I mean, the only thing the x-ray shows you is if you have broken bones. So he could have torn ligaments, torn tendons, well, like because there's a CYA brain muscles. You, yeah. He's the highest paid quarterback. That's fine. I get the CYA Something point. Goes crazy. I'm he saying as say, the, he can say, "Well, I, I sent him back to evaluation." I'm saying as the medical degenerate and doing my job. I don't disagree with your point. There is no ben- There is a benefit, but like realistically, does that X-ray tell us much about him not being hurt? No. No, but it helps Andy Reid say, I did what I could do. He doesn't have a broken bone. That's what it tells us. I got him evaluated. So, I, Pat I would not has put a him high, back in there. Pat Mahomes has a high ankle sprain. That's what this comes yeah. down to in the end. And would he? Would I have put him back in? Um, I think once we know that there's not a broken bone, and we, at least, I mean, I understand all of this other information is all at that point, uh, coming in all at once or and or the the scans or other tests that could have been done were not completed um that's hey buddy this is your career this is you we would suggest you wait until x y and z but if you're that intent on going back on the field we cannot stop you no i mean they can no i haven't argued with you in a long time but you of all people this is a business I feel like maybe it's been a day since you argued with him. Not a legitimate argument. <laughs> this is a business. You've invested how much money into this guy? You have them at basically a 10-point deficit the entire way. Ride the pine, sir. If shit gets tight, we tie the game up. I'll think about it. Well, and this this is my point as somebody who has had a high ankle sprain. 
and has gone through this, the only opportunity for you to play is very quickly after that happens, especially in that weather, because there's no way he's going to be easily able to go back out there after it sits long enough. It's either he's going to go back in or he's going to sit from there on out. So I think for me, I'm with I'm a little bit with Jim, though, like you have this team under wraps like Chad Henney is doing a fine job to get you to the point. I would rather you not risk you making it worse. You're going to contend that he wasn't doing a fine job. Chad, he did a, a a good job for the time he was in there. There's no yeah. guarantees what that's going to look like for the rest of the game. But if it started looking bad, you have him. Right. You have him, but he's, I, I, I'm just saying he's not going to be the same person as he would have been if he, he wasn't right the same person here. anyway. Yeah, but his has, mobility was gone. It, that's fine. He can throw, I, he can sling that ball around. Like, I see it doesn't what, matter if we bring him back later, does it? No, I do see what Muff's saying. Like, when you have an ankle sprain, usually the next morning we wake up is when it hurts worse. It's not the next morning. We're having him sit for an hour or two. It's still going to get worse. As Ride the bike. Done that. Ride as, the bike for an hour. Stay loose. I'm not get getting loose, you out there getting killed. Do, let me see a let you on your hurt. <laughs> Sorry, I was just trying to default. Sometimes when you guys start arguing, I do something to try to like detract from the situation. <laughs> I understand there's an investment, but I also understand this is football. If we're gonna play, we're gonna play. Football. Tape them up, get back out there. We understand. Andy Reid has said do the X-ray. If the X-ray is back negative and everyone is comfortable with this happening, then let's hear from Nate. Let it happen. Let's let Nate talk on it. I mean, fortunately for me, I've never had a significant injury, but. I think at that point, if he's your franchise, I can understand holding him out. But at the same time, this is the playoffs. If he says he's good enough to go, if the trainer gives him the okay, he's going back in. Okay. You didn't pay him a quarter billion to sit sit on the bench in the playoffs. I do if I'm up big. Or if I'm up and I got it handled. You you they had it handled at that time. There's no guarantees what that's gonna look like in the second half. Chad Henney is not gonna come out there and sling it around all game long. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. You don't know. It could be like Big Dig Nick. Uh, wasn't it last year where Henny kept him in the game and had that big run on, was it like fourth and eight or fourth and nine and got 10 right. yards? Henny beat the Browns last year. Yeah, that's that – Oh, oh wow. <laughs> and the Jaguars, the Jaguars this year are better than the Browns were last year at the same point? Yes. Yes. With I what – Buff. With, wait, let's Your let's just do Steeler bias is bleeding. Oh, there. this is not a Steeler bias. No, the I, Jaguars defense is better than last year's Cleveland defense. I am. You with, said the Jaguars were not better than Cleveland. The Jaguars are a better team than Cleveland was last year. Are I'm you going to put Henny up against what defense? I'm not talking about. This is not just Henny. This is the game itself. The Jaguars are more were more capable of putting up points than the Browns last year. Henny can't control that, but he's he might have to get into a shootout. Let's move on. That game looks entirely so flawed for the first time. That it hurts me. With you, you said the Browns are better than the team. Then your your argument is automatically flawed. The Browns are. Look at the record line. Oh my God, the stats are there. The personnel is there on paper. Baker Mayfield are a better team. Than the Jaguars were. Where are they? They were. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of Browns hating some bitches. How many yards? Nate's a Bucks fan. Yeah. What does Nate have to lose in this argument? I just Nate. don't know what the stats we're looking at here are. That's what I'm curious. 
Jim's just, Jim's just hurt because the Jaguars beat the Chargers. Yeah. Not at right. all. Listeners, if you've made it this long, please go ahead and feel free to mute for the next three to five minutes. <laughs> While Jim is looking up information, the Giants took on the Eagles in Saturday afternoon football. Brian Dable and the Giants went into Philly where the fans, if you guys did know this, found a way to tailgate early thanks to an indoor lacrosse game. And the Philly fans had enough liquid courage to cheer their team to a convincing 38-6 I... victory. Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, and the Giants seem to be a step or two behind the entire way. I like very few Philly teams, but when they do things like that, it makes you kind of like them. So just a little, because I think this is one of the funniest things of the whole weekend. The lot, because it was a later game, did not open until, I think, noon uh, for the fans to get in there and start tailgating. But near the stadium, there was an indoor lacrosse game that the lot opened at 8 a.m. So... There were many fans that were buying tickets to the indoor lacrosse game. That way they could park in that lot and tailgate for an extra three or four hours. That's awesome. Good job, Philly. <laughs> that, that, that is the Philly special that I've been waiting for. That is. You are right. That's that's Super Bowl caliber right there. That's Super Bowl mentality. That is. At all costs, win. Jim has returned. Jim has returned. Kids. Go, go ahead, Nate. But as the a Giants, like, looking out there, I mean, you think you had this great year. I mean, you're what, whatever, 9-7-1 and one or whatever. But all three games against the Giants, you got your ass kicked. Yeah. They they were, as far as that they division, the games. Eagles were the class. Yeah. I mean, yeah, not even competitive games. So you got to – the Giants have to find a way to build their team up to beat the Eagles, right? That's mm-hmm. – yeah. You got to beat the best, and the best right now is Philadelphia. Um, but this was just – it was from start to finish, the Eagles were in control. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There was some – and I, I think this was maybe a little grandstanding, some concern about Jalen Hurts' health. Um, and if he well, was he is good to go. He is. He is. Uh, I think that may have been a bigger story prior to the game than it actually was in game. Obviously, he had he had nothing wrong with him. No, he looked no. alright to me. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Philadelphia was concerned about his health. But if, any other thoughts on the Giants' season or Philadelphia's upcoming? Uh, the Giants, yeah. You can't but, be mad uh, as a Giants fan. I mean, you. You made it to the playoffs. You made it to the divisional round, and you're the Giants. You were laugh like one of the laughing stocks for the last couple of years. Like, get on you. I think Brian Dabold is a good coach. Oh yeah, I I don't think he's done anything to prove otherwise. I think he's just missing a couple parts, and he'll be a contender. Jim, have you been able to find any solid research? Did you hear me? I had to go deal with kids. Where was I going to research? <laughs> so no, got it. My point still stands. Game set match. Uh, next in Sunday action. First we have the Bengals taking on the Bills in a snow-covered Buffalo Stadium, and Joe Burrow says, "All the snow, no problem for us." And the Bengals come away with a convincing victory. Yeah, they look good. Wait, wait, we need to back up. Did you catch somebody? Let's go back to that Eagles game. I just remembered. I sent you all the hot mics. 
from that game. Yeah. That was ridiculous how much live bad words were said. You can tell he was just dealing with the kids. Bad words. <laughs> bad words. <laughs> like, have you have you heard that many in a game before? Um, I've heard live mic players different throughout a game. I'm not gonna remember the number, but that's the most f bombs I think I've heard very distinctly clear in a game for a while. Yeah, Nick Sirianni was hilarious. By the way, he was very <laughs> funny. Anyway, I'm sorry. We can go back to the Bills game. Those of you who don't know Nick Sirianni after lining up to go for two for no apparent reason, um, from the scoreboard's perspective, uh, came down the field, and I'm not sure who said something to him, but he said, I know what the F I'm doing. Leave me alone. <laughs> Clear as day on a hot mic on the sideline in an NFL mm-hmm. game. Um, the Eagles called a timeout and ultimately kicked the field goal. Uh, but it was interesting because everyone's like, what's going on? Like, even as watching, I was like, there's no reason to go for two here. And alas, they did not. But Nick Sirianni was not excited or happy with those that were questioning. He did not want to be told what to do. No. But Bills, Bengals. Thoughts, Ohio Homer, Jim? Um, The Bengals are a first quarter team that just come out and just roll over, like just destroy you. And if you don't keep up, they've kind of have it in hand. And then the second half, once once the Bills started making adjustments, the Bengals didn't seem to have that answer anymore. So it's like that big old flurry in the beginning, and then they kind of rest. I have a question. I was say, even from the jump, I know you said they're a first quarter team and all, but they just looked faster than the Bills did. They looked like they wanted to be there more. They just looked so much more inspired, and especially in the first half. Yeah. Yeah, it was the, – so the Bills, right, that we talked about, the Bengals, um, who got big games from Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, I mean, P. Ryan, all the – Hayden Hurst, all of the players that you would expect or that you would want to step up for them, for them to be able to win that game, stepped up. Uh, the Bills, on the other hand – Everybody that they would expect to show out in a big game did not show up. Stefan Diggs. Dawson yeah, Knox, Diggs was kept quiet. Gabe Davis. Josh Allen. Their backfield was non-existent. They're running backs. They, yes, as far as big stats, but they usually come in like inside the 20. I understand they weren't a lot of snaps inside the 20. Um, but uh, the Bills, do we think this is cause for concern moving forward or is this an off game that we can account for this issue or for this for this loss an off game i mean the weather the the weather was not conducive to their style of offense i'm not taking any credit away from the Bengals because they played in the same exact weather as the bills did i'm just saying that i am not overly concerned about the bills future because of this game i am not concerned Let's see, that's a very loaded statement, Alex. I'm not concerned about the Bills' future, but I don't think it's necessarily an off game. I think that Allen puts the whole damn thing on his back when he has to, and I think that has to stop in order for the Bills to make that next jump. I think they need to recruit – not recruit. They need to draft a decent running back 
to take some of that weight off so he doesn't have to run all the day. Yeah, no, it would help because then in games like this, when the weather is shitty, yeah. what were they going to do? Yeah. Nate, what do you think about the Bills' future? I think Cincinnati just dominated both sides of the line of scrimmage. I mean, you saw all those gash runs that Mixon had. And like we yeah. said, like um, the Bills really, they don't have much of a run game outside of Josh Allen. So I don't know if that's just like a systematic change that needs made. Do they need some more uh, like bulldozing offensive linemen? You've got to have some sort of run game. Like, they I'm had some sure. linemen injuries. Mm-hmm. I know that. And then I think it's a matter of being cheap. I think they got their, their running backs on the cheap. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to ride those rather than spend money. Well, they've got uh, – they just brought in Naheem Hines from Indianapolis, so that was a midseason acquisition. But he was more so for the special team side, um, which overall was a success for them because he ran yeah. back, what, two? Two, yeah. two kickoffs. Yeah. Um, James Cook is a rookie. So he's there. Devin Singletary was the, the He's returner. been there like three years. Right. So I feel like it's – I don't know what his contract, but I feel like it may be time to move on from Devin Singletary with James Cook and insert I was just going to say, yeah. I think James Cook has potential. He just needs to get a little more experience under his belt. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do we wanna... I'm sorry. Can I ask my question? Yeah. It's related Nate, to this game. Yes. Nate, in a snow game. Mm-hmm. The field gets covered in snow. Okay. And it like covers up the yard lines or the hash marks, whatever. At halftime, they came out and it was all cleared. The lines were cleared. Who does the clearing? Game management. So they don't put you poor refs out there to like <laughs> kick the snow. <laughs> no. Could you imagine someone yelling Nate go out there and shovel that snow off those lines? Yeah, do you see me grabbing a shovel at halftime and going down the, the yard markers? I just want to be sure because he's real hard up for cash at that point. Right. We'll start yeah, a GoFundMe for Nate. The only thing I would do in a like a foul weather game like that is just have a towel, or whatever, to try to keep the ball as dry as I could in between downs or uh, exchange the balls in between downs as needed. Is there a certain type of towel? Because I noticed there was. A black towel one ref, one official was using? Yeah, they prefer you to wear black so it blends in with your pants. Oh, okay. I don't know if that meant it was special. No, it's just so it blends in. Gotcha. It was special because it blends in. Right. I learned. I, I did not know that. That's news to me. Yeah, I would not have done that. So, um, question I have is there reportedly that uh, Stefan Diggs did not want to stick around for anything post game? In the Bills locker room, and he had to be brought back in for the post game. Well, he was throwing speeches. a little hissy fit throughout the game. I don't blame the guy. Why? I don't think. I think there were missed opportunities to get him the ball. Okay, there it's, were. There was one in particular that I recall. That's uh, fine. I get but, that. But yeah. do you, it wasn't malignant. It wasn't. Or that wasn't the word I was looking for. It wasn't malicious. Was the word I was. <laughs> oh for. no, I don't think so either. But I think <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, came out. Sorry, medicine. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't malicious. He did not mean to do it. I, I think that the fit throwing was a little much for me. Uh, just like most star receivers are divas. <laughs> yes. I mean, at least at least the ones that cause issues, uh, insert Antonio Brown. Um, yeah, there can be that. Uh, but 
is that I don't know what his contract situation is, but if he is coming back, uh, any concern for the future of the relations with the rest of the Bills roster? I mean, come on. If you're mad over one game, you've had how many big games in your career? Mm-hmm. If you're if you're that butthurt over that one game, I don't know. Well, and I will tell you, there. I saw the meme floating around of uh, Stefan Diggs, who stayed on the field, was it two years ago against – was it Cincinnati? Was it uh, Kansas City when Kansas City went to Kansas City went to the Super Bowl, where he didn't want to leave the field as they were celebrating on the field because he wanted to take it in? Uh, the memes were popping around of, oh, he could stay on the field for a half hour after the last snap this game, but he couldn't even stay in the locker room for ten minutes. Yeah, um, that's just. I, I mean, that's it's taking something and exaggerating it, which is what that does. But I'm typically the guy on the porch. I typically would side with Alex, but. When Hamlin got hurt, Diggs like Ubered there. Diggs is very much invested into the team. Is he or was that for show? Because he knew that was. Oh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take a stance that it was for show, Alex. No, no, I'm not taking that stance. But I'm saying that was a very Skip Bayless question. By the way, that was that was rough. No, I'm. I'm after you throw a fit like you threw because you didn't get because one play. The guy doesn't like to lose, and he thinks he can contribute to his team. No, it was it had nothing to do with contributing. It had to do with personal stats. That's it. It had uh, nothing to do with contributing to the game. I promise. Very much the grab on the porch right now. I'll be on it. That's fine. I'll sit on it by myself in my little rocker. But I'm telling you, that man did not throw a fit because he didn't feel like the team was winning. He was worried about Stefan Diggs. If that was the case, he'd be pissed every game. He hasn't had a great year. That's He's not true, Jim. Year. That's not true. I had him He's on had my like team. Several he did way not have the same year games. as he did last year. What? He would be throwing a pissy fit. Like if the Every play he was throwing a pissy fit that game. Every play he's like, oh, oh. I'm like, it's a freaking snowstorm. His throws aren't going to be perfect. This man having, he would be having a fit every game because his no. stats weren't the same as last year. Get out of here. Well, since you guys asked about his contract, I looked it up. It looks like he just signed a four-year extension. Okay. So he mm-hmm. could stay in Buffalo all the way through the 2020 se- 2027 season, but could potentially have a buyout after the 2025 season. I, he ain't going anywhere. So I just doing? hate that. I hate that the whole game, every play, it was about what Stefan Diggs' reaction was. All right, Jim, I'm sorry, but I got to call you out on this. Stefan Diggs, 2021 stats, 103 receptions, 1,225 yards, 10 touchdowns. 2022 stats, 108 receptions, 1,400 yards, 11 touchdowns. All right. Well, did I translate to... Now, 2020, he had a 1,500-yard season, but it was only eight touchdowns. I will admit that my guy on the porch take was saying that he did it for show. I got that. That wasn't great. But he pissed me off the last game. I hate... There's nothing I can't stand more than watching... That every play go through up. Oh, where was that? So, Alex, are you thinking that he might have had a contract stipulation where he was a couple catches short of? No, I think he just wanted to be the Stefan Diggs show. He wanted to come back and he wanted it to be oh. because Stefan Diggs had a good game, not because they just played well as a team. All right, we're gonna I don't think on. he's that guy. We're moving on. We're moving on from this. Time will tell. Time will tell. Uh, next in the late Sunday game, we have Cowboys at 49ers. Cue the Stephen A. sound clip. How about them Cowboys? 49ers take down the Cowboys. Dak Prescott 
Zeke Elliott, minus Tony Pollard for most of the game. Broke who, a leg. Yeah, broken was it fibula? Alex, what's it take to break that? Like, what is the uh, fibula? Fibula, not much. Oh, okay. It's the fibula other is not a weight bearing bone. Gotcha. It's like a stability bone, but not a weight bearing. If you would have snapped his femur, a lot. But gotcha. like your fibula is pretty little bone. Gotcha. Okay. Scratch that. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I just I thought I it was just your, remember the other one. What yeah. is the tibia the big one? Tibia is the big one, like your big shin bone. Yeah. Um, your femur is what takes a lot of force. That's your thigh bone. Thigh bone connected to the don't gumby. <laughs> Drinking uh, man. So um I got a chance to watch most of this game. Did you um, I was doing other things while the game was going on, but this I mean, was the worst game of the weekend. I don't know. The Eagles game to me was probably the worst game to watch of the weekend. Well, no, I had a lot of money worse. on that game. It's <laughs> uh, full degenerate mode, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we're working on it, guys. Sorry, <laughs> got out of hand really quick. A lot so, quicker than we expected. Uh, so, what do we think? We'll go with both teams here. What is the major reason or reasons you think the Cowboys lost this game? Because they're not as good as they think they are. And I think the Niners' defense is legit. Okay. Alex? Uh, Tony Pollard got hurt. And I think he's a big key piece of their offense. Um, With Nate, I think they have spot good games, but they also have spot bad games. They're not always... I don't know. They're not always on. Like they're not one of those teams that every week I'm like, oh yeah, I believe in the Cowboys. They're either there or they're not there. Yeah, because when you think back to like their last regular season game against the Commanders, Dak played that whole game and they didn't even get in the end zone. Dak's overrated. Yes, that I agree with. I'll tell you what though, even the team's Twitter account was bashing him. It's the Cowboys though. Like I know, but still you would think you'd want to be supporting around your guy as your franchise quarterback or whatever, but still not. Oh, Dak turns the ball over twice as Cowboys lose again. Uh, Jer- Jerry's in somebody's ear in Twitter land. <laughs> hey, hey, how can I start the narrative? Maybe we can get rid of Dak. So let me ask Twitter, you. Twitter, guys. Jerry writes the headlines and everybody else just writes the articles. Do you think Joe Burrow, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, are they all four in the same atmosphere? No. No. All right, Dak, let me throw. I'm sorry. Dak, throw Dak, Trevor now, too. If Dak would not have been hurt, he may be in that echelon right now. Dak okay. led the league in interceptions and missed four to five games. <laughs> <laughs> no, Joe Burrow is so far above Dak Prescott. Yes. What is Dak won? A wild card game. Woo! So the Cowboys to me. Wild. Uh, if we're doing the reason or reasons, I think the major reasons that the Cowboys lost is who else were they throwing to aside from CD Lamb? They do not have a secondary receiver, and Dalton Schultz does not count right now. Uh, he's probably their best other weapon at the moment. Uh, they tried, they had Gallup, Noah Brown had a couple good games, but Dalton Schultz was probably the best secondary target aside from CD Lamb. Totally Tony Pollard going out does hurt them, right? Tony Pollard's a 20 to 20 back. Zeke is inside the 20. 
Um, and Tony Pollard is a better back out of the backfield right now. So the Cowboys need a another receiving threat. Um, and they cannot rely solely on Zeke in the backfield right now. Yeah, I think Tony Pollard is definitely light years ahead of Zeke right now in all facets of the game. But I definitely agree with you. I mean, if you take CD Lamb away, and yeah, you can only do so much with Dalton Schultz at a tight end. I mean, like I said, that Gallup who didn't work out. Um, Noah Brown, okay. They brought in T.Y. Hilton, and he made a couple of splash plays. Yeah. But yeah, they need more consistency. Yeah, I agree. Now, for the 49ers, what do we have to praise them for coming out of this game? I think, uh, what's his face? Purdy. Good guy stood in the pocket. I think he, for a playoff game, it's nice to get that under your belt and move forward. I, I was pre- pretty proud of the guy. I like him. I'm happy for him. He didn't have his best game, but they got the job done, so you can't really critique him either. Criti- if not, you, can critique him, you can't really criticize him either. No, he didn't put him in a spot to lose the game, that's for sure. He yeah. Same he thing didn't. like if there's uh, Garoppolo or in there or Trey Lance. Just put yourself in a position to win the game. They're not asking you to do too much. He did what he needed to do. Yep. And it's make a couple big throws a game, and that's that's what we're hoping for out of Brock Purdy, which is, again, what that offense is predicated on. So uh, he, he got bailed out a couple times by the likes of George Kittle. Uh, George Kittle made a huge catch, uh, circus catch, juggling catch. Um, I think that was, what, midway through the second or third quarter. I think it was third quarter. Um, but – you know, it makes the big plays when you need to. So George Kittle, I think, had a huge game. Um, oh, he, yeah. Yeah. It, it, I think it shows up on the stat sheet, but I think there's more than just the stat sheet it shows up on. I think he's he's what makes that train roll. I agree. <clears throat> but whenever we think back to the Cowboys offense, we're like, man, they really don't have a number two receiver. It's the exact opposite in San Fran. you got McCaffrey in the backfield. Okay, you can kind of compare Tony Pollard to him as far as, like, agility but then you think about the Niners you got Kittle you've got Ayuk you've got Debo I like even George Kittle's hair <laughs> even <laughs> even to be honest like Kyle Juszczyk out of the backfield he's another like mi- minimally used but when he gets used it's always productive mm-hmm. right he's they 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 call the right plays at the right time for him and he's usually a contributor but know, back to what Jim was saying about Kittle, not only about his hair, but how just loose is he during the game? Like, there's oh, a sky. Yeah. Sky Kim, yeah. <laughs> that look was amazing. Uh, Absolutely. So. All right. So, other thoughts about the weekend games and not what Jim and Alex are okay, tossing back and forth in the chat. Brought up, but what in the hell was that last play of the game? Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Nate. <laughs> Oh my goodness! It's it has been likened to rephrase that. It was brought up by Pat McAfee that he's trying to tout this as the worst play in NFL history uh, to uh, usurp what happened with the Bills on a punt. Um, but what was it? Zeke was Zeke was at center. Yeah, Zeke was at center. They split out the offensive lineman to each side of the field. I don't even know who was in the backfield with Dak. But yeah, and, Zeke or snaps it, and then he gets just blown up by whomever. Yeah. And then yeah. I even saw a thing today. It was like in a practical jokers bit. It was like 
all right, now Zeke, go to center. <laughs> and they're all just busting their ass laughing. <laughs> That's actually but, funny. But it's like, I want to know, and they said, oh, they must have practiced this. It's like, could you imagine as a player, it's like, all right, guys, late in the game, this is what we're going to do. Like, who in the hell's idea was this? McCarthy, I'm sure. But, like, I want to know, what was that supposed to draw up to look like? Because as soon as that guy caught the ball, he was pummeled. Yeah, it was bad. I feel like the, I'm going to speculate, entire speculation here, that the goal was get the ball out to receiver, out on the edge with linemen upfield to start blocking, and then Zeke can curl around and be behind the line of scrimmage as he's at center. But you can accomplish the same thing if he's in the backfield. So this is like the annexation of Puerto there was Rico just no reason. gone wrong. Right. It was It was, it was like, how can we take an easy thing and make it more complicated? They succeeded. Succeeded very much so. Um, next, getting into the conference championships. Obviously, we have the 49ers traveling to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles in the NFC championship. And we have the Bengals traveling to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Uh, I'm rooting for the Bengals. Yeah. And I'm rooting for the 49ers. Or no, I think I'm rooting for the Eagles. Bengals, Eagles. That's what I want. Uh, I'm going for the Bengals. I don't know about the, the other game. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna go with the 49ers and the Chiefs, the two teams that I'm going to initially tout here. Is that like the ones you think or like what do you want to see? Uh, that's what I think and what I want. Okay. Really? Yeah. Nate? I want to see Bengals Niners. All right. Uh, real quick. What, how would we, how would we have felt if this was going to be a Bills Chiefs AFC championship on neutral territory? If that would have played out. I wouldn't have cared. I wouldn't have cared where it was at, but it would have been a good game. Yeah, I mean, as an athlete, you you always think anytime, any place, anywhere. Right, so, Jim. Do you have? Is that a? I understand look? Alex's point here. Of it would have been a good game. Are we saying that the Bengals Chiefs is not going to be as good? No, I'm saying it'll be a good game. I'm saying I wouldn't care if it was on neutral territory. I'm saying I think either way it would be a good game. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. that's fine. For those who don't know that it, that game would have been played was at Atlanta, mm-hmm. um, due to the records and how the the last the the Bills Bengals game played out in the regular season with it being a no contest. Anybody see Joe Burrow's re- reaction to that? Refunds. Yeah. What refunds. Else? refunds. I did love that. It's good. It's a good good one liner. But I guess with that neutral site thing, they originally offered it up to Indy, and Indy's like, Nah, we're good. They had a, uh, a volleyball tournament. All weekend in and around Indianapolis. Oh, could you oh, imagine losing okay. that? Because, sorry, I'm not knocking volleyball, but just the magnitude of the NFL and the money well, it brings. Was it like college volleyball or was it just like uh, a local? Like, it's, it is a- like a, a apparently like a national high school high school volleyball tournament that plays out like throughout the entire weekend and maybe part of that. And the reason I know this is because apparently um, AJ Hawk's daughter plays in it. <laughs> One of his daughters plays in it, uh, and they were talking about it, and it was on the Pat McAfee show, and they were chatting, and Pat McAfee was like, I mean, I get it. 
but they still have to do the tournament. But how can you turn down the opportunity to That's... host this? Yeah, I'm with been to Indy? There, that's like logistically, I think it could handle it, but like a giant influx of people in Indy could could make a cluster. Well, I'm with Pat though. I'm, I see what he's saying. Like I'm not down. I don't want to seem like I'm downplaying the volleyball tournament, but could you imagine losing on? on... Right, but I don't know. I, there's no way they could do both. I don't think. No, yeah, no, I get that. I'm just saying it. Just like terrible timing, right? Yeah, because you got to remember, you have how many people are going to be flying in the hotels? Just, like, yeah. That's the bigger thing. I think I'm with Jim yeah. is the infrastructure to support. Oh, no, I, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, yeah. what unfortunate. Because I'm just thinking about Lucas Oil and where it's at in Indy. Mm-hmm. And then I'm thinking about, like, the hotels. Yeah. Like, if it's that would be rough. Be a whole big thing, uh, which takes out the NFL into other interesting news in sports. Other interesting news in sports. Other interesting news in sports. I just made that up on the fly. Jim, you got some UFC stuff in here, buddy. Well, I didn't put the first thing. You mean you can't talk about it? I I don't know where you're headed with it, so you talk about it. So Francis Ngannou is taken off the UFC roster roster after his almost year-long contract dispute over his next title defense, Dana White. Never uh, one to talk about paying fighters more more money. Reportedly would not meet the following demands in the UFC. Uh, and this to me is real life gladiator type stuff as far as tossing in like, oh, we're going to stop and we're not going to up the ante for this. But uh, the contract terms that were not <clears throat> agreed to, and this is reported by Francis Ngannou. So take that with a grain of salt. A three fight contract with $8 million for the John Jones fight. Uh, Francis Ngannou wanted in cage sponsors. He wanted health insurance and wanted fighter advocate representatives for all UFC fighters. Now, I'm not exactly sure what that term means, um, but I'm assuming it has to do with health and other general related fighter benefits or uh, considerations in the future. So I'll keep it 100. Yep. I believe that Dana was like, three fights, 8 million. Sure. I can do that. A John Jones fight. That's. Yeah, we'll pump that up. And then he was like, wait, in cave sponsors. And and Dana was like, ah, maybe we'll talk about it. Who do you want to have? And then Nagano was like, but wait, there's more health insurance. And Dana was like, get them out of here. And then, then he was like, well, since you're not going to do that, let me throw this fighter rep thing so I know you'll just shit all over it. Well, I think the big thing here is what he's only had one title defense. Jones is yeah. going to be the second. Um, to me, and looking at the UFC and Dana White side, is if a three fight deal, say you defend against John Jones, how long is it going to take before you fight your next title defense, buddy? Like, mm-hmm. it took us a year to figure this one out. Like, oh, yeah. We're not going to sit here for three to four years for you to get this three these three fights in. Um, when you have fighters that are sometimes fighting every six to eight months and it's going to take you four or five years, um, you're not a name, right? You're not a name like even like Brock Lesnar, who had, I think, well, three to five title title fights. If he did months. not, if he comes in, knocks out John Jones, this is a whole different story. Right. Like we wouldn't care when he fights. He, he'd be on McGregor level. Mm-hmm. But we can't guarantee he's going to knock out John Jones. No. 
So just interesting, you know, the, the heavyweight division itself has been looking for the next great champion and Dana White's in the UFC is comfortable saying you're not it. I think it's a, he, whatever. I'm going to let that go. Other UFC news, Jim? Yeah, things that matter to me. Uh, <laughs> Jamal Hill dominates to win the UFC light heavyweight title. He beats the heck out of Glover Teixeira. Um, Glover Teixeira retires, which he probably should. The reason why I put it in here, his quote says, I think I'm too tough for my own good, too tough for my own health. Well done, Glover. Well it's, done. Insert health insurance and fighter advocate representatives for all right. UFC fighters. Like he, he just literally is so tough that he cannot stop fighting. Like, so he, he has to quit like, before he hurts himself. Yeah. I know I'm going to end up a veggie. So well, no, thank you. All right. Um, lastly, in the UFC, UFC announced uh, the addition of stricter language about wagering in its fighter code of conduct, as well as ha- the hiring of sports wagering monitoring firm. And the UFC. Congratulations, UFC. Here's the thing about the UFC, right? Dana White... Was that a tongue-in-cheek congratulations? Yes. Okay. Definitely felt like one. Dana White is also the co-founder of the slap fighting thing. No. Which is ridiculous. Did you see the women's slap fighting videos? Yes. The girl got knocked out real bad. They all get knocked out real bad. I know, but yeah. The one... I saw one slap fight... Where the guy gets knocked down and they get 30 seconds to recover just to get slapped again. This is legitimate sport. But we're worried about the NFL and their concussions. There's no red flags on Dana for this one, huh? <clears throat> okay. For like okay. five five thousand dollar prizes. Yeah. It's not even like huge prizes. Yeah. But Dana's gonna put in a, a wagering committee to make sure that the fighters can't bet on themselves or throw fights. Okay. So that means it's happened, right? Absolutely. But we're never going to know where it happened. No. What fights. I tell you this much. I believe that a fighter is more apt to bet on themselves and make more money compared to the pennies they're making off Dana than actually throw a fight. Because if you throw a fight in MMA, you legitimately get hurt. It oh, isn't yeah. like boxing where a glove tapped me and I fell. Well. It's the Pete Rose mentality, right? Yeah. If I'm going to bet, I'm going to bet on myself. This is what uh, Floyd Mayweather style, right? And I think the real concern is you got to worry about the judges throwing shit because they're making money. Right. Anyway, get me out of the UFC, Muff. Ed Reed will not continue at Bethune-Cookman, citing contract terms not being met to provide what is needed for the players to be successful on and off the field. Uh, for those who may not have seen it, he was filmed during an emotional video uh, that's made its way through social media addressing members of the team, sharing that the proverbial they, which you're assuming is the administration of Bethune-Cookman and others invested in the program, don't want them to be successful. Um, does Mr. E.D. Reed, the best safety you ever seen, have something of substance here as to why he's not returning to Bethune-Cookman, or is there more than meets the eye to his grandstanding? Quote-unquote grandstanding, if you take that side. I defer to Alex. I, that's odd, you never do that. I don't. Insert man on porch, which is what Jim is anticipating, Alex. Well, (laughs) insert waking man up on porch in his rocker. (laughs) What? 
No, I I read, you know, Ed Reed's statement. Mm-hmm. If what he's saying is, and he's really advocating for people to be successful both on and off the field, and they're not willing to put forth the effort to make them successful off the field, I give him credit for quitting. I think also my man on the porch piece of it. He didn't, he didn't quit. They said they're not taking this contract back. They're not. They're He's not, not. I thought he was choosing not to do no. his contract. No, no, no. They're not going to, they're not agreeing to his terms. Like they're not. Yeah. They're not agreeing to his terms. So he's walking. He was away. only a coach for 20 days. Yeah. He would never even got started. Yeah. No, but I, I understand that. I thought the whole concept of this was they're not agreeing to his terms. So he's choosing to walk away. He didn't choose to walk away. A hundred percent did not choose to walk away. No. So who's well, the quarterback? Just... Who's the who's the coach at Bethune Cookman next year, Jim? You saw that speech and thought he was walking away. I'm asking who's the coach at Bethune Cookman. I don't know, but I, I thought they agreed like we're just not going to re up your contract. Jim, he just got hired. Correct. There's no re-upping of a contract if you just got. But I think, uh, yeah, I think he's saying, "Hey, this was the contract. They're not meeting what we signed together, so I'm out." That's how I took it. Oh no! Yes, Jim. Yes, Jim. Hold on. Hold on. You thought he was already there. So he got he got in trouble. Yeah, they fired him because he posted videos. Of disparaging disparaging the university and their facilities. Well, and it was laced with profanity. Right. And so they said, see you later. Right. And his That's side it. is, I came here with the expectation of X, Y, and Z. They are not even going to try to meet this. Blah, blah, blah. That's where the everything came to be. And then that's whenever they're like, I think it's better that we don't do this. So... It's which side are you going to take in this whole the administration? I'm team Ed Reed on this one. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm gonna. Do you team Reed? Is that what you said, Nate? Yes, and me three. Believe it or not, I'm not going to be the guy on the porch on this one. Yeah, I I'm I'm team Ed Reed as it stands. Um, I would be interested to know how those contract discussions started out. Like, was this the anticipation of? I will get this, or was this, hey, I'm going to accept this, and I want to uh, and be a change agent in the program, and now that I'm here, as a reminder, this is what I need to do it, and then they're like, did we really agree on all this? I just don't know, right? We and said we'd just, help. We didn't say we'd do all that, yeah. Right, right, and I don't know. Not everybody can be Deion Sanders. I'm just going to be honest there. Deion, I was... Deion's one of one, and I'm not saying that Ed Reed could not be in that Deion level, and what he was going to do there, but um, I was just about to bring that up. He wanted to be the next Dion. I'm going to say he wants to instill change like Dion. Yeah, well, yes, that's what I mean. But but Dion did, you know, and I think yeah. that they're two separate people yeah. as far yeah. as their influence. Yeah, but overall, I am Team Ed Reed on this. No, um, I am too. Next, Shannon Sharp gets into a verbal spat. Several members of the Grizzlies team when they played the Lakers in LA. Then John Morant's father, before he is escorted off the court for halftime, only for Shannon Sharp to return onto the court for the third quarter. Where later he and T Morant 
John Moran's father, were seen mending the fences. This is supposedly fallout from Sharp's comments on Undisputed, Jim's favorite pundit commentary TV show, where he vehemently supports LeBron James as the GOAT and was talking about how the Grizzlies players couldn't guard LeBron. One Grizz player, Dylan Brooks, said that any other person would have been out of the arena for the night, given this uh, altercation, not physical, but verbal. But since it's L.A., it was a little different. I feel like Shannon Sharp did that for hype. When was the last time we heard about Shannon Sharp before this? When he was being in the, when he was getting punked by Skip. By Skip. That's what I mean. I'm I'm agreeing with you, Jim. Yeah, but that's. Yeah, this Skip I mean, called him boy. Yeah, a couple times and put and told him to put your glasses back on. And Skip has made him look silly several times. And now Shannon goes back and gets his his credibility back. I liked what he did; it was cool. But you can't tell me this wasn't for show. Yeah, and. Now, I think that maybe some of the Grizzlies players do have an issue, but I think it was definitely exaggerated by Shannon Sharp um, to be escorted off of the court for halftime and then to be brought back on the court. Uh, I think goes to show that it was not as big a deal as people thought it was. Yeah. Or, oh, or... I just, I think it was a big deal. Was it okay? a deal? I think it was, I'm going to stir shit. I got, the, I got everything going, blah, 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 blah. He has a little conversation with LeBron. Like, I got your back, blah, 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 blah. He goes to the tunnel, and a conversation ensues of, like, listen, if you throw me out, you know I'm going to lambase you Monday morning. Let's or was it just a de-escalation move to get rid of him for the moment? Right. Like, let's calm it down so this man doesn't bury us come Monday. No, that's not – I wasn't even thinking about the burying us come Monday. I was just thinking in general, a de-escalation, like – before this gets out of hand, let's remove someone and then we'll deal with it in a minute. I don't think so. I think it was a negotiation in the tunnel. Like, haha, you got your free press out of us. That's enough. Maybe. We'll see. But it's definitely LeBron James did come out in support, quote unquote. Of course of he Sh- did. Of Shannon Sharp. Because, you know, when somebody touts you as the goat, you have to be like, oh, yeah, yeah I'm, on, exactly, I'm, team, right? I'm team Shannon on this. But, um, yeah. I don't know. I'm sure more will come of this. Shannon Sharp, this will not be the last LA game he attends and has something to say. Yeah. Next in Michigan Tunnel News. <laughs> Michigan is removing 45 seats near the Michigan Stadium Tunnel to create a wider area for players, coaches, and others safe to safely pass through the on game days. The seats are portable and ticket holders who have been informed of the change, will be located to a different area of the stadium. I got a couple ideas you can put those fans. Why, first of all, <laughs> why in a college football thing are we worried about moving fans for safety? I feel like we just teach people to be decent human beings. And... Well, it's not for the fans. It's for the stupid teams not to fight each other. Yeah, but why are we removing 45 seats? Well, they're, 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 re- they're relocating 45 seats. Yeah. Because we, but we can't lose that on the number of seats we have in the stadium. No, they they hold the largest, they hold the record. 
I know. But what does what does that mean? Just make it a bigger tunnel? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, or, yeah, there's, so there's, there's more there's like there's, a side entrance for for them to escape. Yeah. Yeah. There's more there's more room to get into a fight. Yeah. That's, made all, bigger, that's all they've bigger, done. Yeah, bigger brawl this time. Cool. The cameramen can get in to watch. I have an idea. How about we tell Harbaugh to quit stirring shit? I mean, that would help. Yeah. Buff, if you took the opposite end of this, I was going to flip a fucking table. I don't know. I think it's fine. I, I was going to say as a two-time <laughs> defending Big Ten champion, I mean, he's got, <laughs> he's, got, he's got a little bit of talent. The man did this say. shit to Penn State. I'm not saying I agree with any of it. Just saying that. But Buff you know, takes his time now to take a shot at, when, at Ohio State. When at you, no, directly. No, no. I don't think I do with Ohio State. I think it was just a general shot at you. I'm just just stating facts that Michigan is two time, two times, almost as good as Jackson Argos, two time. Move on before I get <laughs> super mad at Buff. Before I get super mad at Buff. All right, uh, it takes us out of football world, um, and will bring us into just go with it, dudes. All right. This is Mount Massive. Yodelahihoo. All right. Without the pressure, we did well. We did. We did. So, it's the top five Super Bowl foods. I'm going to go to Nate. He doesn't even have anything on the list. Uh, I think Nate is just ready to go. I can be ready to go. So, for me, uh, number five is pizza, but not just chain pizza. It's like local, hometown, whatever, not Pizza Hut, Domino's, all that crap. Uh, for me, number four is a sub. Like it has to be an Italian sub, but broken into like smaller portions or even like pinwheels. My okay. man. Uh, number three, I've got pepperoni roll slash stromboli. Depending on how you want to call it, however you do it, same thing as the pinwheel sub thing. Number two is buffalo chicken dip. Can never go wrong with the buffalo chicken dip at any social gathering. True. And Super Bowl food number one has got to be wings. All right. right. Buff. Yeah. So, I I mean, I'm just going to go with generally um, buffalo chicken dip also meets my criteria and get get on that list. Um, Next, a good old meat and cheese tray. Something really simple. Just goes in the middle of the room. Everybody picks at it, picks at it, grabs at it. Yeah, you can pick it up anywhere. Uh, mozzarella sticks. Uh, marshmallow fluff optional for this one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for those who have not listened to the, uh, the, the hot sauce challenge from Jim and I, that you can check that out on YouTube and understand where that uh, reference comes from. Next for me, an artichoke spinach dip. Another dip. I'm a huge fan of the artichoke spinach dip. And lastly, uh, a cheese ball with Triscuits or other crackers. I've always thought, like, if I had to have a snack for Muff, it's a cheese tray or a cheese ball. Like, that, to me, is synonymous for you, Muff. I'm sorry. I don't know why. Is there any particular flavor cheese ball or just a cheese ball in general? Just give me a cheese ball. I don't care. All right. As long as it meets that criteria, I'm in. It's a ball and it's cheese. Alex? All right. My list is at number five. 
a pepperoni roll. Pepperoni rolls, however, Grecaroni rolls, if you're from the area, cut into little little chunks. Uh, I went with pizza as my number four. I was thinking DiCarlo's with extra cheese. I was with Nate, like hometown pizza. Number three, cheese fries. I don't know why that came to my mind, but a big old plate of cheesy fries. Number two, wings. And number one, buffalo chicken. So, first off, DiCarlo's with extra cheese. Just Stop. Have them put the cheese <laughs> on and cook it. No. That's anyway. not how you do it. Cheese fries are how we do it. Yes. So I have a little bit about myself. I have a condition where I can't eat pepperoni and I can't eat uh, like lunch meat. The nitrates in it trigger my migraines. So I have to duck, even though I hate doing it, I have to duck away from that stuff. So my list is kind of garlic knots, pretzels with beer cheese. I've just discovered beer cheese. Oh, yeah, beer cheese is good. It's a good discovery. I know. I like sliders. I'm a big fan of sliders. Uh, Dips. All the dips. I was like, yours is very broad. Like sliders. Like, are you talking like a... I mean, I guess not based on your conversation, okay. but I was saying like a ham and cheese slider or you mean like the little burger slider? Cheeseburger slider. Okay. Okay. So dips. Give me some examples. All the dips. I like the artichoke dip. If I, like I said that, he would be all up my ass right now. <laughs> I just want to throw out there. I, I couldn't decide on one, so I chose them okay. all. Right. I chose them all. Sure. And then meatballs, but I'm going to steal like I'm the privilege of going last. I'm gonna take my, or uh, Nate's sub idea. Mm-hmm. Put my meatballs, meatball subs. Where you're putting me, your meatballs in Nate's sub? Yes. Hmm. Interesting. Brilliant idea on this. Interesting. One. Interesting. Alex. <laughs> Alex is an ass. <laughs> is there anything we've left off this list? Yeah, it's up to the loyal listeners to call us out if we've forgotten everything. I agree. Yeah, call us out if you think we left anything. And that is Mount Massive. You're like, hee-hoo. Diving right into Would You Rather. Would You Rather. Yes. Branded on a farm or get a tattoo on your eyelid. Okay. (laughs) Well, when you put it that way. No, thank you. No, no is the answer. <laughs> okay. okay, I'm gonna make the first one easy. Okay, would you rather play in the extreme cold, a football game in the extreme cold, or the extreme heat? Extreme cold, cold, no question, cold every day. Heat, I hate being hot. Hate I'm it. Going, I'm going with heat. No, gosh, that makes me sick to think about. I hate give, the hot. Give me the heat. Give me the heat. I can put more clothes on. If I take too many off, it's illegal when I get arrested. Next question. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> if you're a UFC fighter, is it better to go out to go out on a loss? As like, listen, I can't take any more knockouts. Or to go out as the champion. Now, I'm not even say champion. 
What? To go out with a <laughs> champion. To go out with a win, but you're not a champion. So, like, hey, this is my last fight. I'd rather go out with a win. Yeah, I think you got to go out with a win, even if it's just a mediocre win. Muff? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think the win's always the, the better look for you as a, a fighter. So you're basically saying either I win a match that wasn't a title fight or I get knocked out in a title fight. Like the yeah, sure. I still say win, probably. I guess I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take too many knockouts. I guess you're right in a way that, like, hey, at least I made it to the title fight, so I'm the second best. So you're taking the Chuck Liddell approach here, Jim. Yeah, I like the way Chuck Liddell went out on his sword. Yes. Yeah. But did right. Chuck Liddell won a lot prior to. He did. That's true. So I guess that would play into it too. What's my record going into this? That's a good point. All right. What sports announcer do you want to have your back in a fight? Charles Barkley. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a oh. damn good one. I, I agree as well. That man would be fiercely loyal. That's a good one. See, now I got it. It's definitely not Mr. Slide. I'll go. I want Tony Romo. What? I want to if <laughs> I want to see him get punched in the face, and I'll do anything it takes to see that. <laughs> I was like, okay, you're gonna have to have some kind of reasoning because I can think of four other people. This I want to see him other than Tony Romo on one of my team in a fight. I wanted to be like, yeah, Jim's the goat. Oh yeah, smack. Well, thank you for having my back, Tony. But now you're toothless. <laughs> but now you're toothless. <laughs> I was like Joe Buck. I think I put Joe Buck before I took Tony Romo. I mean. I'm with. I, I, there's so many people. Um, I know it's the first thing that comes to your mind. Alex did great. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to go with like that 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 crew. Give me Shaq. Yeah, I like someone like that. I'll take Shaq. I'll take Stink. If you guys know who that is. Yeah, Mark Schlereth. Yep. Chris Berman. All right. All right. Lastly. Okay. As a fan. Mm-hmm. Would you rather go to the 49ers versus Philly in Philly or Cincinnati versus Kansas City in Kansas City? I'm going to Kansas City. Yeah, I think I'm going to Kansas City. I want to see that game more. I want to exist in Philly and not have to worry about being hurt. I agree. I'm with Muff 100% on that. See, I'd rather watch the Bengals Chiefs game though. I think that's where I'm at more than the city itself. I'm like thinking which game do I want to watch more? That atmosphere in Philly would be amazing. And I don't I don't have a team in the in the fight, so they won't kill me. You're right. I mean, I guess the Philly atmosphere would be good. If it was a Bengals game in Cincy, I have no question I'd be going to Cincy. Sure. I guess you're right. I can see what your point. Nate, you stick with your answer? Yeah. Just like what Alex said, for the game-wise, even if it was a neutral site, I'd rather go watch the Bengals and Chiefs versus the 49ers and Eagles. Gotcha. Well, that is Would You Rather. Would You Rather. Which brings us... There you go, Alex. That's it. That was the end of it. All right, which brings us to the end of this episode of Sports Stuff with Jim and Muff. As a reminder, get on us. At Sports Jim Muff on Instagram and Twitter, Sports Stuff W forward slash Jim Emerson Muff on Facebook, on YouTube. Subscribe, comment, rate, review, tickle, like, hug. 
love embrace love Ooh. love all of the people of have you ever said share i've said share at some point I'm empathy for it's not it's not in the normal verb action but but i think it definitely is discussed here and there um but keep with us on this rocket ship to the moon past the moon to the next planet in our solar system betting yeah. show coming out betting show betting show out this thursday 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 maybe with a special guest oh boy <laughs> and to get us there make sure that you tell a friend make a friend be, be a, a friend, friend.